Hello and welcome back to OT Talk with Mr. T. The show where we talk how to live occupationally through the lens of an occupational therapist. Talking how to live more functionally, more independently, more occupational through different ideas, methods, tips, and the like from my own life. Just a couple of weeks left here in season four. Again, questions, comments, suggestions are always welcome at MaximumTEE at Yahoo.com, especially ideas for episodes or ideas for topics. Anything you'd like us to talk about, let us know. Feel free to email us at MaximumTEE at Yahoo.com. If it's something within the purview of what we do here, happy to help. So many years ago, I was involved in different organizations that dealt with children with special needs. One of the main reasons my passion was ignited to work as an OT and occupational therapist to help kids that have difficulties and probably was actually laying the seeds for what would become the show much later on in life. And I worked with three organizations, actually four organizations specifically that dealt with special, that children with special needs, especially in the Jewish life. That would be that of, you know, Kids of Courage, which we'll come back to, Camp Hask, which is an organization that deals with special needs, and they have a camp, a seven-week, seven- or eight-week camp up in upstate New York where everything is brought to them. It's a wonderful experience. And then I also dealt with Base Ezra, which deals with children that have special needs, as well as Yachad, an amazing organization that tries to mainstream children with special needs, especially giving them weekend experiences and programming and the like. There actually was a huge uh, epi- a huge concert for them last night with four very big Jewish singers, which was wonderful. So one of the organizations I was involved with was, was um, Kids of Courage, which is basically they take medically children that have medical fragile needs, that have um, different aspects, different elements of... Um, Things that are not not the easiest to deal with, and they literally take them on a trip for a week, really ten days, to a location, and they bring them everywhere. It's a fascinating, fantastic experience. The first one I went before I met my wife. The year before I met my wife. The second one I met I went when my wife and I were dating, and to this day she kids around how I waited up for you so many hours and you couldn't talk to me. They kicked you off the Skype. They kicked you off the phone. I went for a week when we were dating. Anyway, we, we, we went to two places, and they go every year for the summer. They also have a winter trip. And one of them was they went to Los Angeles, and one was San Francisco. And in these places, they, we, they figure out ways to bring these kids that have medical needs, that have special needs, and to make it a wonderful experience. So we go to the baseball field, and they give us a section that's, that's handicap accessible or, or accessible for the disabilities. They, they go to Madame Tussauds. And they figure out a way to get around the museum. And we have barbecues and we have, you know, it's such an amazing experience. They're singing. There's a whole light show they did. Actually, one of the Jewish singers came and filmed an episode of his show. I was actually outside with my student while they filmed. To this day, I see the music video. I'm like, oh, man, me and my camper were not in that video. Anyway, so... What's very interesting is that there were such accessible ways to deal with the children. You know, they charter an entire flight of the whole Kids of Courage across the country from New York to Los Angeles or San Francisco or Florida, wherever they go. I think they also have been to Israel. And they make it that it's an entire trip of just the, of just the, the, the campers and the counselors. Isn't that amazing? And there's so many things they do. There was another weekend, which is the main thing I wanted to focus on for a minute, of we went on a ski trip in the winter. I was chosen to go with my camper, who I had. 
and um, my camper was a camper in a wheelchair. He was very much there. I actually find this one of the most fascinating conditions to work with. Probably my favorite, although that's weird to say. Cerebral palsy is a very interesting condition. So they have physical needs, but a lot of times cognitively they're there. So what happens a lot of times is at birth, the, the cord lowelenu, we should have enough from such things, wraps around the neck and they don't get enough oxygen. It's hypoxia or apoxia where there's a lack of oxygen or very little oxygen going to the brain. And the brain cells are, are, are literally dying off especially in relation to the to the motoric aspects of the body. So my camper was in a wheelchair, but he was very much there. We could have conversations. He was such a cute kid. He's much older now, but um, it was a wonderful experience. So one of the things we were able to do was I went with my camper to the middle of the country on this trip with a couple other campers and counselors and the staff, and we did what was called the ski trip. So they took us away for the weekend, including Shabbat, including the Sabbath, and then the highlight of the day of the trip was on that Sunday. We went to this accessible ski resort. Every camper had an accessible ski where they basically put them on this sled slash ski thing. They strapped them in. It was very safe. And they literally put them down the mountain. And you saw these kids having the time of their life for that 30 seconds to a minute where they're skiing down the mountain. And my camper got his turn. It was very uh, it was very crazy. You know, it was our turn. It wasn't a turn. It wasn't a turn. It wasn't a turn. I didn't get to ski. A lot of people did ski. I'm not actually such a skier anyway, but um, the fact of the matter is that he had a wonderful experience and this whole weekend was leading up to that 30 seconds minute of the experience. It's kind of like when you go to Universal Studios or you go to Six Flags and you wait for an hour, an hour or two hours, unless you have a fast pass or whatever, for that roller coaster and you go on Batman, you go on King Kong, Kang Ka, and it's a 30 second experience. You waited three hours for this 30 second experience, isn't that crazy? But it's the thrill of the moment, the anticipation, the waiting up. And then you do the experience. Like when I used to play Roller Coaster Tycoon as a kid, we would build all these roller coasters and whatnot. And there would be such lines in the game. And in real life, there's such lines also. Why? But here too, the camper and I, we waited so many hours for a turn and milling about, finding the things, finding the equipment, you know, going this way and that way, just so that they could have that exhilarating, amazing experience. And that's what I love about accessible items. You know, you think about how this whole ski trip, the whole trip in general for Kids of Cars, the whole Camp Hass, the whole Yachan, the whole Base Ezra, and even High Lifeline, Simcha Special and Simcha Regular deals with kids that have major medical issues and a lot of kids that have physical disabilities and other types of disabilities, making things accessible for kids, making things accessible for people. The Jewish realm, Judaic realm, they've been doing it for years so well, even well into the history. We know throughout the Bible there were characters like one of the, the progeny, one of the descendants of Saul, had some different condition. I think Mipiboshes, his name was Mipiboshes, was the, I think he had a lame leg or something crazy. And we know there were other people that had um, different conditions. Moshe Rabbeinu, Moses, the great Moses, also had a speech impediment. Been around for many, 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 many years. And the Bible itself talks about it. So we, we have a great handle on the thing, God. And thinking about the ideas, even in secular culture, I was thinking the other day how Sienna, the Toyota Sienna, has a version of an accessible van. And I love that they do that. I don't know other companies that do this. So the Sienna in general could be 35 grand, 40 grand. They make a special one that's called the Ability One or something like that where it's built much higher. I think it has a built-in ramp. It's wheelchair accessible. I remember actually one of my campers from uh, Hasker Yachar or the like, 
actually having a van just like this. I think they built it into their van, which it might be more expensive, might not be, but I love that Toyota offers it of the, the brawn ability or the something like that where it's built in and for fifty five grand, so like fifteen grand more than a regular van, they make it accessible and that's a wonderful thing. I love seeing accessible products. I love seeing, you know, around the home what people do, what they can do to make it accessible for the love of accessibility items. I love when things can be made that it works out. I also had a friend who unfortunately had a paralysis on, on one side of his body. I think it was either, obviously it's either the left or right side, I can't think, but I love that he was able to drive over to my house growing up before I got married and, and he had a thing. So what he had was the spinner knob on the wheel that allowed him to still drive a car even though half of his body is paralyzed. Isn't that an amazing thing? He still took lessons, took ability to drive the car. So he would use the spinner wheel. The controls were on the side that his hand could reach and and uh, the, 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 the pedals were worked out also. I know there are also abilities that um, those who have different impediments or different uh, difficulties, even if their legs are not able to be used for driving, they, they figure out hand controls. It's an amazing, a fascinating thing. I have another friend growing up who, unfortunately, something happened to one of his eyes, so he only drives with the other eye, but I'm sure there are accommodations and things that he does in his own driving experience to make sure he has all the capabilities to drive. There's there's things for driving that there are so many cool things. There are things around the house that could be done, things at school, things at work. There's so many items. I love the idea of things that are accessible, and I think about different compression garments or, or sensory vest items that give the input that a kid needs. There are different items. If a kid can't do the zippers or the snaps, there are pull-up clothing. Why is it only that there are pull-up clothing for like sweatshirts and sweatpants or only for little kids or only for, uh, for like seniors, geriatrics? What if a person wants to wear a cool shirt, but they don't make it in pullover? They don't make it in, in, in pull-up pants or pull-up shorts so much. You know, you need the button, you need the zipper. I mean, obviously, pants and shirts are go, go on and off like that in general. But for kids, isn't it interesting that Carter's and Children's Place and the like, many of my favorite companies, that's the style they use. The buttons don't really come till later, you know. For kids, we don't expect them to do that. And as adults, those could be, you know, easier ways for people to do that. And I used to love the breakaway pants with the snap. You snap it off. The zip-away pants for those that can do them. Different items, different capabilities. I love the accessibility ideas. Brings me back to the idea of the kids that I worked with in camp and kids that I worked with on the trip. Kids that I was able to be involved with. And actually, a newspaper wrote up me and my camper once. At the time, I wasn't even in... OT school or basically just starting and they said occupational therapist Mr. T and I'm like oh my gosh they wrote it the wrong way until I finished grad school until I passed the boards and became an OT I always felt a little self-conscious about it that they wrote it wrong I even tried emailing them to get them to change it it didn't work but thank god I became an OT and passed and thank god I was able to have these experiences it just brings back to the idea of the accessibility items how wonderful it is to have these items and there should be more items and the last one I'll mention is what to do if you have a there's a, there could be a magnetic belt or a zip tie belt instead or a, a, a hook belt and also the I've talked about this before the feet on the shoes there's something called the zappos or something not zappos I forget what it's called right now zubix or zubit something like that where instead of tying the shoe because it's so difficult but if a person wants a shoe that has laces but can't tie the laces for whatever reason there's a magnet that goes on the right to the left and clicks together and a, voila Excuse me, voila, it's as if you could tie the shoes. Of course, there are pull-on shoes, um, there's slip-on shoes. There's also the shoes that are Velcro. 
many different items, many different abilities, many different accessibility items, and just wanted to talk a little bit of how wonderful it is for those in our culture or society who need it. Join us next time as we talk different items here on For the Love of Series on OT Talk with Mr. T, and I'm your host, Mr. T.